This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Coming up on Squats and Margaritas. So I think that all of us are born with an internal dial, right? If you think about a baby, mm-hmm. the baby doesn't give a shit that you and I are talking on the podcast right now. They're <laughs> like, feed me, change me, give me what I need. Yes. And then as we get older, society comes in, culture comes in, you know, our humanness comes in. And there's a there's another voice now that's like, do this. You shouldn't do that. This is good. This is bad. And then that dial starts to get turned up. And I think for many of us, that external dial gets turned to 10 and that internal dial gets turned really low. And I I don't believe that any dial will ever go off. So I think it's about recalibrating the internal dialogues that are going on. Is this really me or is this a trained behavior? Is this a trained value? Is this a trained construct? Like, what is it? And dissecting that and then going, oh, I'm going to actually turn my dial up a little bit. And I think the goal, we can't turn the world off. So that external dial is not going to go away. But how do we turn the internal dial up just a little bit louder than the external so we can constantly come back to self? I think that's a really important analogy and way to be thinking about all of these messages that we hear all the time. Welcome to Squats and Margaritas. I'm Erin Washington, a mom of two trying to balance all the things. I'm a mompreneur, a former college athlete, and a woman that struggled for 20 years with body image, multiple eating disorders, and having no self-worth. I talk to strong, vulnerable, and authentic women and share conversations for other women to feel seen and less alone. If you are looking for tips on how to level up, balance all the things, or just listen and learn from strong, powerful women, you found the right place. This is Squats and Margaritas. Hey, senorita, really nice to meet you. Have some tequila and stay. This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's founder of We Shape Wellness, Katie Bramlett. We Shape is a tool for caring for your body rather than a tool to change it. Yes. Their mission is to meet people wherever they are on their journey towards better health and customize a workout for each individual client. I was recently on the We Shape podcast and Katie and I had a very similar story of living with restriction and deprivation. And we've both been able to kind of pivot from that and use our platforms to help other women out of the mess. Cannot wait to get into it with her. Please do me a favor and hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode. That way you'll get an alert every time a new Squats and Margaritas drops. And please consider taking two seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Here is my episode with We Shape founder, Katie Bramlett. I have found that women in this wellness space are here because they have overcame something, they have struggled with something, and now they kind of want to help the next woman out of it. Would you say that that is true for you? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up in, I was born in 85. I grew up like most of my childhood was in the 90s, right? Where heroin chic was like the skinnier, the better. Kate Moss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, ultimately, like I, I was born in a, in a, in a more thin, smaller body. And so going through adolescence, like I, I didn't really feel like 
I, I wasn't really totally bought into that narrative because I was kind of already like naturally meeting that standard, like unbeknownst to me. Um, and so I, you know, but it wasn't until I was in college that I started to have a lot of body awareness and go like, oh, like people are like judging me and people are like determining my worth and value based on how I, how I am presenting in the world. And so that's when I started going down a path of kind of being way more mindful of like, what am I eating? And then I started noticing, like, as I was getting into my thirties, I was having a, after I had my first child, I started having like a ton of health anxiety. I still do. Um, so like then I used food as a way to uh, prevent illness, prevent this, prevent that. So if I was quote unquote clean eating, which I just could ugh, with that term now, <laughs> um, if I was just like eating all the right things, then I could be the healthiest, like best. So I would say I really got like obsessive about what I was eating. And yes, the body image piece was in there, but my entry point to it was my health anxiety. Okay. And then, you know, so I would feel like that's how I was like trying to seek control is how, how do I prevent something bad from happening? So there was also the body image stuff too. So yeah, I don't, I feel like, yes, the culture and the, the thinness and all of that did impact me. But where I really felt like it started to compound was when I was also using obsessive behaviors around food to prevent illness. So it was like this. It was like a combination of both. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, after I had a baby, my body changed because mm -hmm. it does. And that's yeah. normal and that's natural and that's actually beautiful. So then it was just kind of like, oh, I get two for one. I can hopefully control how my body looks and prevent disease. And I just will have the perfect recipe to do that. So I just became obsessed with making sure that the food I ate, that the food my children ate, that like, and and here's the thing about that, about the like, quote unquote, healthy eating. I was continuously reinforced uh, that that behavior was continuously reinforced. Like, wow, you're so disciplined. Yep. Oh, wow. You really, you're really so healthy. Like, oh yeah. So it mm. wasn't until I started going, hmm, like I had made myself believe that I wanted that. And it wasn't until I said, do you really want that? And are you truly deeply happy and content? Or are you constantly still having tons of self-judgment, self-criticisms, you know? And I said, I'm just going to experiment and be curious about what happens if I stop following all these rules. And guess what? No one died. <laughs> no one got terminally ill. You know, it it changed everything for me once I said, I want to experiment with unsubscribing to food rules. And I want to experiment and understand if, even though I'm getting validated by everybody, if I go a different path with my relationship with food, what will happen? Mm -hmm. And I had so much freedom and liberation that I just never went back. What sparked that? Because as someone that grew up with a lot of food rules, that sounds scary to be like, let's just see what happens if I don't live by these rules. Like, how did you get to the point where you're like, I'm going to test this out? Well, my co-founder and I uh, had run a, a different business before we had We Shape. It was a fitness business that was rooted in body transformation. And I watched thousands of people go through our program and have a body transformation and still feel like shit. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, and then I started watching the quote unquote healthiest people ever still getting sick. And I thought, wow, like I, I, I just I just watched a bunch of people 
uh, not really prove what I thought was going to happen if I continued the behaviors that I had. And I was like, it won't hurt you for 30 days to just try it and see what happens. And then I went, oh, my God, I was participating in so much toxic behavior that was like completely enforced by, you know, our culture, our values. And like, I honestly felt terrible and I didn't even know how terrible I felt until I got out of it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like in the first business, it was like the physical was being addressed, like weight loss. But if you don't address the mental and the emotional component of all that, the weight's going to come back on anyway, if that's what's motivating you. Like, but that is where everything lies. Your validation and wanting to be thin for validation is all stemming from something emotionally. And the, the first business that you had wasn't addressing that. So I assume that was where you got the idea for WeShake. Yeah. I mean, I just people not really ever be happy with themselves despite them thinking that they would be. It was like, I did everything that everybody told me I needed to do. I ate a certain way. I looked a certain way and I didn't feel good inside at the deepest part of who I am. There was still a little voice that was like, no, this isn't the right way. And luckily, you know, I I was able to kind of tap into that and understand like, why, why am I not enjoying this? Like, I have everything everyone told me to have. Our business had made the Inc. 500 three times in a row. I had scaled our team. Why why am I not at at peace? Why am I not? What's going on? And that's when I realized that, first of all, our our society and culture have really just... Am I allowed to swear on here? Mm Mm-hmm. Our, our, our culture had really fucked everything up for us. Like we have ruined relationships with food. We have ruined the beauty of movement and, and connection with exercise and feeling good in our body. We've just destroyed any potential opportunity uh, that we had for creating beauty out of those experiences. And I think I just, you know, I, I, watched, I I just realized that what I was really wanting was validation, was worth. Am I loved? Am I seen? Am am I worthy? And I realized that nothing in this world could offer me that. There was no goal I could achieve physically uh, in the business. Nothing could actually make me feel that. So I was like, oh, it's not dependent on it. Like it's actually, let me just shift my focus. So that that's why I started We Shape because I wanted people to learn how to cultivate that self-worth and cultivate that validation internally, regardless of what was going on outside. Yes, because that's what we're taught. And like, I know we talked about this on your show. You see your mom like on a scale and she's happy or she's sad. So your weight is determining if you're happy with yourself, like that's what I saw. And it's interesting when you mentioned the control piece, like you wanted to have control, but did you ever deal with eating disorder behavior? Like, I mean, I would, we learned exercise bulimia. People were like, oh, you calculate your calories and then you work it off. I literally jotted down. I remember shredded lettuce, five, uh, apple, 80. Oh my God. And I, I would, that's how in the mess I was, I would, you know, tally it up 300 calories. Then I would go on my parents' elliptical and work off 300 calories. That's not how it works. But in my mind, it's mental. It's a mental illness. I thought I was canceling out everything that I was eating. And when I was living in that state of restriction and deprivation, I was miserable just thinking if I could just meet this physical ideal and body, then like you said, everything would make me happy. And I know it is not about a physical ideal, but I say this to say, I found my physical ideal listening to my body, taking care of my body. So my message is to the woman who is killing yourself on the treadmill twice a day, burning calories, only eating salads and starving. Like I never achieved 
a physical ideal living that way. And my body kind of just went to where I wanted it to go. It was like a side effect. I wasn't even striving for a physical ideal and I got it taking care of myself, which is the complete opposite. I used to work out as punishment. So here's the interesting thing. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Now back to squats and margaritas. First of all, everyone goes through their different journey and experience. Uh, When I, I wouldn't say I had an eating disorder, but I would say there are periods in my life where I had disordered eating and Mm -hmm. disordered thinking around food. Um, And I I, I will say that that is much more managed now. And I feel so grateful for, for that. Um, but I had a little bit of a different experience in that, like, I, I didn't like lose weight as a result of like, I didn't go closer to the ideal. I probably went further away from it. And, um, I, I, what I, what I try to tell myself today is first of all, I have a lot of privilege in, in the body that I have because it is, it, I, I, I'm not in a, I, I'm in a pretty small body and, and the world praises that. And so I try to remind myself of that. And that that's a whole different podcast episode around fat phobia and all this stuff. But yeah. I, I remind myself that there are people who are in large bodies who feel worthy, who feel confident, who can cultivate self-esteem and self-worth. And I'm like, it is not the way your body looks or the body that you are in that determine those things. And so stop being afraid of letting go of control and having your body get bigger. It can be as beautiful or as miserable as you want it to be. And it's just like, let it go. Because what I worry about is there are a lot of people who struggle with disordered eating or eating disorders. Mm -hmm. And then they learn what you're talking about. And then their body actually kind of loses weight. But I also want people to know that that might not happen. Your body yeah, might gain. Totally. It. But I'm glad you said that. Beside the point. It's that's it's, it's not about that. It just happened yeah. to happen that way for me. And I don't want it to sound like if you just stop obsessing, you'll find your physical ideal. I, I just have to say I happen to find it by taking care of myself, which is such yes. a difference from when all I wanted by abusing my body was to make a physical ideal. It's just, it's just to show you. You're talking about the irony of it. Yeah. The irony, you don't have to do that. Like you don't have to live your life. You can find it just taking care of yourself. Not that it's something that you need to find, but I, the irony of how long I worked and now I'm just mindful. And I know you talk about this too. It's like, I I used to work out for punishment. It was like, I'm going to run five miles and I'm going to do whatever it was. Now it's like, I move my body like to feel good. And you always say you have to kind of listen to what your body is saying and what your body needs. Like not, I used to be this regimented, well, Monday was leg day and Tuesday was five mile run. It's just being intuitive, like leaning into what your body needs in that moment. Oh, a hundred. Like I don't have rules. Sometimes like I do like to work, my friend and I like to work out together. And so sometimes I'll schedule a workout with her, but like like if she's like, oh, I'm too busy today. There's just no, there's yeah. no real, it's just to have fun with each other. Um, but I think what you're saying is like this idea of when we really surrender to this notion of like control and all your body knows what it wants and you have to be ready to be accepting of the, the place that your body wants to be yes. might not be what culture says is what it should be. And so it's, right. it's about learning how to cultivate worth and acceptance in whatever feels best for your body, not whatever looks best for your body based on a projection of a standard 
that has been put on us. So yeah, I mean, my life today is very different. I didn't know how to listen to my body. So I wasn't going to like decide to listen to my body and then wake up one day and know how to do that. That wasn't going to happen. So I had to also have a lot of grace and still have a lot of grace for like, oh, I thought my body was asking for that. It definitely wasn't. I went down the wrong path. Now I know. But, you know, I wake up and I'm like, what do you feel like you need today? Yeah. Sometimes the answer is 15 minutes by myself. Sometimes the answer is I want a smoothie. Sometimes the answer is I want a cookie. Sometimes the answer is a nap. Sometimes the answer is I want a book. Sometimes the answer... It, it, it varies, but it's yeah. like learning how to just say like, what is it that I need? And then giving myself grace for like, I don't always know how to answer that. And so I might try to answer it and I might get it wrong and that's okay. Yes. And you, you don't know how to listen to yourself anymore because for so long, your body would be giving you cues. Like I'm hungry. And you're like, well, you're not going to feed it. Like you, you were starving. You don't listen to the cues. And it's like, you, you're ingrained that you have to do this workout to get this physical ideal. And when you just like you say, you turn up that your internal dial and you turn down the external dials and you can kind of oh, yeah. listen. I love that. Yeah. So I think that all of us are born with an internal dial, right? If you think about a baby, mm-hmm. the baby doesn't give a shit that you and I are talking on the podcast right now. They're <laughs> like, feed me, change me, give me what I need. Yes. And then as we get older, society comes in, culture comes in, you know, our humanness comes in and there's a there's another voice now that's like, do this. You shouldn't do that. This is good. This is bad. And then that dial starts to get turned up. And I think for many of us, that external dial gets turned to 10 and that internal dial gets turned really low. And I I don't believe that any dial will ever go off. So I think it's about recalibrating the internal dialogues that are going on. Is this really me or is this a trained behavior? Is this a trained value? Is this a trained construct? Like, what is it? And dissecting that and then going, I'm going to actually turn my dial up a little bit. And I think the goal, we can't turn the world off. So that external dial is not going to go away. But how do we turn the internal dial up just a little bit louder than the external so we can constantly come back to self? I think that's a really important analogy and way to be thinking about all of these messages that we hear all the time. So good. Um, I want to talk about too, like building a brand and building something that you're passionate about. Like you said, you were on the, what, Inc 500, three years in a row and you Mm -hmm. were financially like profitable, but it didn't feel good in your soul. Like something was missing. You didn't feel fulfilled. Talk about like kind of knowing your why and kind of stepping into something or, or stepping away from something that doesn't feel like aligned with how you want to live. Well, I'll tell your listeners, again, I had a company that was doing very well. My Instagram life looked incredible. There was something inside that did not feel incredible. Now, again, it was that internal dial. It was turned to one, but it was still it was still there. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to today, we shape as a startup company. We're a technology-driven product. Technology is expensive. We have self-funded most of this venture. We have been in complete, utter financial stress over how to grow this company, how to, um, you know, scale this company, getting investors is stress. I mean, now we've like pivoted to the other side of, you know, ah, you know, our CFO, I always, I love him so much. He's always like, oh, you guys, this is like so risky. This is so this. And I'm like, hi, I've never had the most peace ever in my life. (laughs) And so just goes to show that like from the outside looking in, like even like just speaking financially, it's like, whoo, this is the riskiest I've ever been. Um, and I actually feel the most peace inside. And it's that it's that internal dial has been turned up. And so now mm-hmm. I know what feels right for me. 
Yeah. And that's all that really matters. And just trusting that there is a plan, like the universe has a plan for you. You don't know what it is yet, but it's like, you don't just know what it is. You don't know what it is. It's a deep inner sense of knowing. Yes. And when I had the previous life that I had, I didn't have that deep inner sense of knowing. Like I know it in my bones now. Like, yep, today, this is what you're doing. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Yep. That there's risk. Yep. There's stress. Yep. There's this keep going. And I don't know what will happen. Right. That's like, okay. <laughs> that's okay. Have you heard of Ikigai, that word? No. Um, I watched no, this tell me it was a that. Netflix documentary that's still out as like the blue zones, like where they find people that live to a hundred. And it was like, what is happening here that these people are living? And in one of them, um, in somewhere in Japan, well, I can't think of it right now. Okinawa, these, all these people were like 110 and it was like setting all these things. And one of the factors was their Iki guy and Iki is life guy is purpose. And they would wake up at 99 years old and go tend their garden or they had a purpose. And it's like, once you find Ikigai, which is like, what are you good at? What does this world need? Like what you can, can you provide and what can you, can you get rewarded for doing? It's like four facets. And when you find your Ikigai, it's like, you just know that that's what you're supposed to do. That's what the world needs from you. It's what you're supposed to give to the world and not having that purpose. It was like, people weren't living as long. And these people are like over a hundred, but they have this purpose that they wake up for every day. And like, I, you just have to find that. And you can be, I'm 41. Like you can be a 41 year old mom of two and just find it now. Like I had absolutely no idea I would be doing the work that I'm doing now. I'm a body image advocate and I struggle with bulimia and anorexia. Like I never went to school for journalism and I host a show and I working on my third book. Like you can rewrite and kind of step into purpose. And if you are not living purposefully yet, I'm like, I just think you haven't found that it, you haven't found your thing yet. And it's there. Yep. Like maybe your dial is down low. <laughs> yeah. But you can I mean, find I it. Don't, I think it's never too late. Yeah. Uh, we, we had this one woman in our community. She had joined in a couple months later. We were doing a call with her and she was in her seventies and she was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize but every time I looked in the mirror, it was somebody else's voice in my mind giving me feedback. And through joining the We Shape community, I now have my own voice. And I thought it was too late. And I'm discovering it's never too late. Yes. And I'm like, oh, that's incredible. You can be said. I remember one time when I was a kid, I was my mom used to watch Oprah every day. And mm -hmm. there was this man on there who was like 95 and he was illiterate. And he was like, I don't know how to read. And he was like, I'm going to go to school. <laughs> and he went to school in his 90s to learn how to read. Oh and I was like. That's incredible. Like yes. it's never too late. To and once you let go of find it, your passion. Yeah. If you don't have it, it's hard to, it's like, it would be hard to wake up every day if I didn't have something I was passionate about. So it's, and I said, Katie, that I told my husband, I'm just going to be a stay at home mom. And not that there's anything wrong with that. That is what I thought I was going to do. I didn't see anything else, but I felt itchy, like kind of unfulfilled. Yes. And I feel like moms yes. feel like they can't say that. So I'll say it. I love my kids. I still want to be a mom, but I felt like there was more. And it's like, Ikigai, like there's more that can come from me that the world needs that. And I have to do it. And I get the same fulfillment that I'm giving something to, to the world. The world gives it back to me. And it's Ikigai. It's like you, once you find that, like you said, it, it, it's a scary decision. And you're like, it'll be like, you just know you're living in alignment with your purpose. I also think it's okay to find that and then have it change too. Yeah. So like this, we're yeah. just so fixated on, okay, well, what's next? It's like, what's oh right now?
I'm so bad at that. Yeah. I'm terrible at it too, but it's like, what's right now? It's like my daughter will come to me and she's like, what's the plan for tomorrow? I'm like, what's the plan for right now? Like, <laughs> Drop in with me. Drop in with me. I, I love this it. This is the only time we have anyway is in this no. very, very moment. And we're, we're, we spend so much of it thinking about the past or worrying about the future. And I am, I am the worry about the future person. Um, I'm like, I can't change anything that already happened. So I'll give my energy to what I could prevent from happening. But <laughs> So I get it. I'm not immune from this. I don't like I haven't mastered this, but I think it is important to say like, it's okay if you find some. And that's why I was like, is this really my passion? Am I really? And I'm like, whoa, Mm -hmm. when you get and that's the other thing, that internal dial is not that rapid voice. It is not that. Well, it's you're good. You're safe. You're on the right path. It's that it's that grounded, slower, calmer rooted voice it's for me anyway it's very rarely that anxious hamster wheel mind it's it's usually a quieter more subtle grounded voice that's like you're okay this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing just for today but that anxious hamster wheel mind like you talk about the chatter and people like have all this stuff you say lean into it like get in there like whatever you're processing and this happening it's like we just kind of like let it be there it's like go in there and like figure out what that's about or where that's coming from. Like lean into the. I mean, I think it's a balance of leaning in and leaning out. Right. Like, I, 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 like, I think it's, have you ever heard of Michael Singer? Mm -mm. I just found out about him. He's been around for a while, but he actually says lean out. And I think there's, I think it's a balance. So, and I think it's individual. So sometimes I have to lean in because I'm like, I'm so sick of the same thought coming in. So what's going on here? What do I need to address? And then other times I'm like, he does this, he does this idea of like the, when the stress, when the suffering, when the challenge, when the things come through, just kind of lean out a little bit and nothing really lasts forever. So like, just kind of lean out a little bit mm-hmm. and see, you know, so I think it can be a balance of that. There are times where you do need to lean in and examine, like, why does this keep happening for me? I want to better understand. I want to get more curious about this. And then there are other times where it's like, Hmm, if I engage in that, that will not serve me. So I'm going to, I'm going to let go of control, right? It's like, it's a balance in life between holding on too tight and just fully surrendering. It's, it's just, it's like a wave in the ocean Yeah. and mastering when to hold on and when to let go. None of us will probably ever be masters Mm -hmm. of that, but that's okay. That's, that's part of the journey. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this guys, I have found the magic. And who would I be to not share that magic with you, my loyal Squats and Margaritas listeners, if you are looking for a little extra something? Maybe you're going out with the girls tonight. Maybe you have a date with your husband. Maybe you have a big work event. Maybe you just want to look bomb while you're out on your daily walk. You need Rejuvalift. Rejuvalift is a tightening clay that you just tap wherever you need it. Forehead, those little 11s between your eyebrows. I use it on the bags under my eyes, my crow's feet. You tap it wherever you need it. You let it sit in four minutes and the results last for up to seven hours. Make Rejuvalift the first step in your beauty routine. Even before you put on makeup, I have tried it. I am obsessed. It is magic. And now Squats and Margaritas listeners can get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code margaritas. That's R-E-J-U-V-A-L-I-F-T-beauty.com and use promo code margaritas. 20% off 
free shipping. You're welcome. Now back to squats and margaritas. For me, it's like when there is a thought like that, if I don't go into it, it's going to be there forever. It's like you have to get in there and feel it for a second so that it can pass. Don't stay too long, but acknowledge it. Or it's just if you never acknowledge it, it's like they talk about like childhood trauma, like you're still carrying it. And for me specifically, like my my bulimia was like obviously the most shameful thing that I was carrying. I stopped doing it, but I never told anyone. So I was still carrying it. And it doesn't matter if it wasn't happening anymore until I wrote it, Katie. And before I even sent it back to my editor, like she, no other soul had seen it. I wrote it and it was like, oh, like it was off because I acknowledged Mm -hmm. it. And even though it wasn't happening anymore, I always say like, think about that thing. It could be something that happened to you. It could be something that happened years ago. I'll give you a hint. It's whatever you're thinking of right now. Like you have to release it because you're still carrying it. And until you release it, you're not going to be open to the next thing. It was like, when I released my mess, I, then I shared my story and I found a community of women that I can support and help out of it. But had I not released it and just been like, oh, I'm glad nobody found out about that. I wouldn't have found Ikigai. I wouldn't have found exactly what I'm supposed to do. And if a woman is feeling unfulfilled, I would say like, look, what's something you've been through that you could help someone else out of it? What's something you could teach someone you find purpose in helping others. And even if you haven't had like a lot of jobs to pull from, you're a stay at home mom, you've been through something. And there's something that, um, you can teach someone that is still in that mess. So share it. And then that's like vulnerability is your superpower. You share it. Somebody else will message you on Instagram. Like it happened with me and say, you're the only person that I've ever told that I did this too. And then you build a community of people you can support and you find purpose through the pain of something that you went through and were holding shame about. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think that shame is a silent, you know, it's a silent uh, aid in suffering it it keeps us small. It, it it actually never addresses, you know, the real root behind anything. And it's a really it's, it's shame is a very tricky emotion to work with because it takes a lot of courage to break through from it. But I think once you do kind of like you're saying, it can create a lot of liberation and freedom and sort of ah, like energetic um, weight can be lifted. And then it can also really go. I mean, I I love this idea of like terminal uniqueness. Like we all think that like we're the only people who have, and that's what shame does. It's a shame's a big lie, right? (laughs) Like, Oh, you're the only person. It's like, no, we're we're, we're more alike than we are different. Mm -hmm. And so I really agree with you. Like if you can get the courage and cultivate the courage and bravery to, you know, be vulnerable. And I, I think, you know, I also think we have to talk about being vulnerable with the right people. Yeah. Because there are people who are your, are your, or your, you know, emotionally safe group who can really help you get through that. I think that's really important too, is to find those people in the beginning who, you don't have to go on a podcast if you don't want to, but like, (laughs) how do you cultivate emotionally safe people in your life so that you can share all the parts of you so that we can not let shame lead and and lean into that vulnerability and, and, and find that, that purpose. I love that. Uh, Squats and margaritas is about finding balance where I struggle to find balance is being a mompreneur and kind of shutting off the brand and the foundation and the show and be really locked in and present with my kids. You have this amazing brand. You have two daughters. How do you find the balance or how are you striving to find balance between your like work and mom life? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I struggle with that a lot to be honest with you. And I try to remind myself 
Um, one of my daughters has a lot of anxiety and I have her in sand play therapy to sort of process some of that. A hundred percent. Same. When you said it, that oh, I was really? like, oh, my daughter too. And then yeah, same play therapy. Yes. yes. We do that. So one of the things that the therapist reminded me of is like 15 minutes a day of, Hey, you know, my daughter, my younger daughter, Macy, Macy, what do you want to do? Is it goes so far than just being there. Right. Like sometimes like, oh, the schedule to be home. It's like, yeah, that's important, too. But like so I I feel like one of the ways I try to cultivate that balance is by doing the best that I can on most days to give them some really undivided attention, even if it's for a short time where they are leading whatever interaction is happening. So sometimes she wants to do a dance party. Sometimes she wants to play a board game. And that advice that that therapist gave me has really, really served me. And it helps them feel like, oh, she's interested in what, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I I don't really want to play that game again, but that's okay. (laughs) It's only for 15 minutes, right? And so that is one way that I'm trying to lean into cultivating more presence is by acknowledging that they have a world too. And I need to ask them to bring me into their world just a few minutes a day so that they can know that I'm tapped in there. What a tangible. Doesn't always happen. Yeah, but it's a tangible takeaway. That's what I'm always like. It's quality um, over quantity. I just like 20 minutes versus all day, not even being present, but being around 20 minutes, like really being present. But I'm not, I'm missing that piece of having them choose and feel seen and like what, you know, important and what they want to do. I, it's a perfect tip. Um, I want to just talk about your community. Like if anybody is inspired to check out, we shape, talk about the, we shape community and what you provide. Yeah, I actually have a special link for your listeners if they want to check us out. They can go to weshape.com forward slash squats and margaritas for a two-week free trial. So the essence of We Shape is we're an at-home, real-time customizable workout program that's rooted in movement and connection with self. So we really focus on the physical movement side and we really try to um, dismantle all the beliefs around like pump your muscles and do your cardio. It's like, we're really focusing on things like balance, flexibility, strength, coordination. Like we're trying to get you to connect with your body through our workouts. And then we also have daily Zoom calls with our community where we can connect with one another. So you like log into the product. You could do a workout if you feel like it that day or not. And then you can join a community call where you can talk to other people who might be needing support or who are in a similar situation. So yeah, we're just offering kind of the physical and also psychological, emotional side of, of you know, this this culture that we live in that preaches so much of the opposite of what we're trying to do. It's like, how do we cultivate a network of people so we can support one another in this, in this mission, in this journey? You're addressing the piece that was missing at any kind of like big box gym and anyone that's like thinking like I'll join, I don't want to call any of them out, but like one of the group classes, we shape is different because it's an individualized, like a custom plan for you that you meet them where they're at. They, they can have nothing going on right now, fitness wise, and they can do this. It's not something that you have to feel like you're not in shape enough to go to this class. Like I think oh, that's no, no, no. Yeah. 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 No, we're really focused on learning how to connect with your body through movement. So we actually are starting to partner even with PT clinics because they can like have people with lots of injuries join our product because we're focusing on foundational movements. We're not trying to get people pushing through pain. We're trying to get people moving better and feeling better. Um, and our program is infinitely scalable. So even if we have people who 
have the foundation down and want to have, you know, progressive movement patterns, we have that available too. I mean, we really can serve anyone coming from physical therapy all the way to professional athlete. Um, and then we also have this emotional side as well, as well, where we can really come together and connect. And, you know, when people come on the call, they're like, oh, I'm so tempted to do this diet. Or I'm, I'm like, I hear that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Or yes. so we, we have really meaningful discussions where we can support one another. That community piece, that emotional piece, you've got all the pieces. Um, you gave me the advice on balancing all the things as a mompreneur. Um, we'll end it with, there are a lot of mompreneurs that listen to this. Is there anything after building two companies that you're seeing, like you see other mompreneurs do or that you learned and you were like, oh, I'll never do that again. Like any tip that you would tell someone to do or that you're like, stop doing this for anyone that's building a brand. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Now back to squats and margaritas. If your internal dial is leading you one way, but the external world is telling you no, go anyway. I have many people have told me you will not be able to do this. Selling movement is not sexy. You're not you're you're <laughs> telling people to throw their scales away. They're never going to buy your product. Um, and so I try to live by that now. Like what feels tr true to who I am as a human being, even if it breaks societal rules. Oh, my God. You, I cannot tell you how much I, I, I had an interview last night and they were like, what should we do with our scales? I'm like, smash them with a hammer. It so yeah. organically came out. I'm like, just get get it out of there. Get it out of it. And I live yeah. that way. Like I I shared my blue butterfly story like that. I was like, what is happening? I will know what it, like my dial. I, I'm tuned into my dial. It's it's up. But I will ask for validation. And it's like from God, the universe that I am just doing the right thing. And I, Katie, I get it every single time to the point where it was creeping me yeah. out so bad, but even now I'll, I, I don't, I'm not even surprised because I will get, and mine is a blue butterfly. I will get the blue butterfly in the physical at my door. One time I actually got in a fight with my husband and I was speaking in Nashville and he was like, the kids, I have to pick up the kids from school. And he's like, this is not important. And I'm like, I need to go and speak. And I got to TSA and the bins that you put stuff in at goosebumps, then I could have gone either way. First of all, and I just went right. The next bin had a blue butterfly sticker in the bin. And I was like, okay. and the guy's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't no, I'm not. I'm like, <laughs> how could that even like, or I'll be like, I'm going through something personally right now. And I'll just be like, God, I don't know if it's the right thing. She will come like ask it. You can, it's hard to kind of just trust. Like once you're there, like, you know, that you're, living aligned with your purpose. But like, if you are questioning it, like you're not questioning God or the universe by asking for direction. And I was just not that spiritual of a person, but that this happens to me. We went to Nashville and there was nine rooms in this huge cabin. And the one I went to had blue butterflies all over the wall. When I opened it up, <laughs> I, was like, I see it so often now. And it's like, I was, I guess like a, I was a skeptic, but it's like, ask for direction and just pay attention well, and you will get it. Yeah, there is this book I was just looking up while you were saying that, that I read Ooh. and it's called The Universe is Talking to You. Tap into signs of synchronicity to reveal magical moments every day. And I, a friend of mine recommended the book because she had lost her mother and she was trying to connect with her. Yes. And I read it. I listened to it on audio and I was like, whoa, if you really just pay attention, the signs are there. So just pausing 
asking the universe like it, it, and then the boom, boom. I mean, it's it's actually kind of like you said, scary. If you're really it's, paying attention, you'll you'll know it's a lot. You're like, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Gabby Bernstein has the universe has your back. And it's the same kind of thing. And it's that's what I say now when I'm speaking is like the universe is showing you exactly where you you should be or what you should do. But you're looking at your phone. Like, how long was that butterfly there? And then I didn't really know what to do with it. But anytime I'm like, should I go to this? Like, should I? It comes back or I'll just I'll ask for guidance or I'll be on a walk and the blue butterfly will come that. But the TSA, when that sticker, I could have gone this way. Like I, I went this way and the next one was just like, keep going. So if you're kind of second guessing, ask for validation yeah. and like that you're doing. Okay. And it's not like ask. you're doubting to ask for it, ask and you will get it. You pay attention. It will shock you and it will be creepy. And then it'll be beautiful because <laughs> it's going to, yeah. you're going to expect it. I love that. Yeah. I, I have found similar when I am sort of like ready to pay attention, the signs are there and it's pretty wild. Yeah. It was funny. I, I went to bed the other night and I was like stressing about something and like just feeling like the weight of everything of like having a startup and like, will the funding come through and will this happen? And recently we've had to do a lot of stuff with my older daughter. She has a lot of extra challenges that she's been faced with. And I just felt overwhelmed. And I had this dream that night where I was uh, swimming in the ocean, but I was up against a cliff and my friend and I were swimming and we were just having a good time. And then out of nowhere came huge waves that were basically going to smash you into the cliff. And my friend just skirted out of there like a little fish and my body wouldn't move. So I was stuck. And there was this lattice on the side of the, the cliff. And I grabbed on and I said, universe, just keep me safe. Like I'm so scared. And the wave came and it just bashed me. And I was totally fine. Oh and then another one and it was bigger and I was more scared and it bashed me and I was totally fine. And this just kept happening in the dream. And I woke up and I was like, okay, I get it. Like yeah. I cannot prevent those waves from happening. But if I hold on and I trust in something that's greater than me and I, it's all going to be okay. I cannot tell you how much I relate to that. A hundred percent. So share the link again. And uh, for the We Shape. Uh, link for squats and margaritas listeners and then where else um, people can find we shape like on instagram or social yeah so we shape.com forward slash squats and margaritas for a two-week free trial you can come check us out i'd lead one of the community calls i'd love to connect with you get access to our daily workouts um, and then we're on all social platforms at we shape is our handle that's all movement related content getting people feeling good in their body and then we have at we shape podcast which is all sort of the social psychological emotional piece of what we've been talking about and i'm coming up on that podcast and it was so much fun <laughs> um i'm so glad we connected yes. and i can't wait to see what we shape does next Thank you so much, Aaron. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. 